As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Category Is. If you notice the title of the episode, four <laughs> weeks off, you know, I did take a little break, a little break for my birthday. I had that amazing trip, which I'll get into in the bonus episode that is coming out right after this. So if you have not subscribed yet, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you get a notification when that episode drops. So welcome back <laughs> to the show. I've been gone for, well, I've been gone from the show <laughs> for about four weeks, a little, a little, you know, extended hiatus. You know, it's the summertime, you know, you like to kick back and relax in the summertime. So don't hold it against me too much, too much y'all. But you know, after a vacation, it's always hard to get back into the groove of just your normal day to day. So, you know, being on vacation, is a great time to disconnect, you know, didn't have, uh, Wi-Fi every day or, you know, a signal <laughs> some days. So I didn't have to pay attention to a lot of things that were going on in the world. And then like, as soon as your, your flight lands in the U S then that's when you get all those notifications about everything that's been going on that you missed for the past, you know, however long you've been gone. So for me, it's always like people say you need a vacation from your vacation but I don't, I don't really think it's that. It's like you just need a vacation to like, or you just need time to readjust to this ghetto world that we live in. So before we get into a recap of everything that's been happening in the past uh, month or so, let's get into what you're drinking for this week. And this is my quintessential summer cocktail. I love this this combination. It's you know super easy two ingredient cocktail. <laughs> so it's basically an Arnold Palmer, which is um, iced tea and lemonade. But in this instance, I'm using the sweet tea vodka, which is from Firefly, which is made right outside of Charleston, South Carolina, place I used to live. And just, some, you know, simply lemonade. <laughs> Easy breezy cocktail for the week. It's a very, it's like a creeper kind of cocktail because you don't, it just tastes like sweet tea and lemonades. You run the risk of like drinking a lot more than you realize because you don't really feel that, you know, strong like vodka flavor or you don't feel like there's alcohol in it. So you kind of just keep drinking it. So drink responsibly if you are of legal age to do so in your jurisdiction. So first up, let's just talk politics, y'all. I usually stay away from this topic, but it's too much going on right now. So the big news was that Uncle Joe got COVID. So I had thought he had it before, but apparently not. Auntie Kamala's husband, Doug, <laughs> the second gentleman of the United States, had spread COVID like all through the White House and the administration. So I guess it missed Biden or I don't know. I really thought he had it before, but they said this was his first time um, getting it. But it started to bring about conversations about what's going to happen in 2024 because, you know, Biden is of a certain age. And that last video I saw of him, he just looked uh, a bit um, different. I will say he wasn't blinking. And then he just, I don't know, his face looked different for me. But anyway, everybody's mad with Uncle Joe right now because 
The gas prices are high. They're starting to go down, I think. I don't really drive my car that much, so I haven't gassed up in a while. And our second car is an EV, so just plug that thing in and drive off. But anyway, um, yeah, the gas prices are going down, but then inflation is getting higher. And they were blaming it all on Joe, which is not his fault. Like, I mean, we do have to realize that the country that was inherited by from the last administration, it was in a mess. It's in shambles. And yes, the Democrats technically have the majority in the Senate. They have it in the House, um, a pretty substantial majority in the House. But a lot of things have to go through the Senate. And it's a 50-50 split. Auntie Kamala would be the tiebreaker. However, in a lot of instances, in order to get things passed into law, you actually need 60 votes and not just the 50. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is. So it's almost like a, a stalemate. Like you just can't get anything done because of what is going on um, with the split. And so there's also one couple of people who, you know, are basically dinos, Democrats in name only. And they are purposely, you know, objecting or rejecting a lot of these things because it basically gets them more attention. Like, uh oh, dog working. But um it basically gets them more attention if they oppose something. So if you're the one Democrat who's holding up the agenda, then you become the king of the the Senate, of the castle. Like, you know, it's almost like you want to be the shadow president because you know that things can't get passed unless you say so. So it's almost, it's a power, it's a power move. Um, It's a bullshitty move, but I mean, listen, power is power and people get addicted to it and they don't want to let it go. So, you know, back to 2024, people... I see. I saw these polls come out that said that people were um, kind of saying who they wanted to have on the 2024 ticket. And they say, well, they were playing with the numbers because they said that 75% of people, of Democrats, wanted someone other than Joe on the ticket. But then if you read the actual uh, survey, they added all the numbers up for the questions. And it wasn't like in that total 75, but it wasn't like, they were basically misleading um, with the headline. You know, everything's about clicks these days. So right now they're throwing a bunch of names out there to see kind of what sticks to the wall, basically. See if that pasta is done. But, um, you know, they're throwing out Kamala because, you know, she is the current vice president. They're throwing out Hillary, which Hillary, Hillary said, fuck y'all. I tried to give y'all what y'all needed, but Hillary ain't gonna run. Mayor Pete, Secretary of Transportation, I don't see that for him. Now, he did adopt those kids, and I really think they are of color, so he may try to use those kids as, like, his thing. But Pete need to get these Air Force together, because all these flights canceled. And they losing people bags, and ugh, it's just a mess down at the airport right now, so... I don't see that working for him. And then they have people on the list like Gavin Newsom, who is the current governor of California. And I don't know, because he got recalled a while back where because he was violating all the COVID protocols. And I heard he got a bunch of other stuff going on. But 
Listen, the one thing about the Republican Party is that they know how to coalesce and get behind the dumpster fire that they got. And the thing with the Democrats is that everybody's always trying to be the first something. <laughs> you know, I want to be the first woman president. I want to be the first black woman president. I want to be the first gay president. I want to be the first Asian president. And everything is so split and so splintered that you just be, end up with a whole mess. So like it almost becomes a bunch of like infighting. And if my candidate don't win, then doesn't win, you know, like the primaries, then I'm just not going to vote at all. And that's, you know, really what fucked everybody up in 2016, because all those Bernie supporters, all those Elizabeth Warren people, like they just did not turn up to vote because they were so butthurt that Bernie didn't get the nomination. And, you know, things just don't, that's just not how it works. <laughs> you know, we got to, you know, do what we got to do and maybe even take a note from the Republicans because, like I said, they know how to get behind whatever they got. But the ticket is definitely going to be Uncle Joe and Aunt Kamala again because it worked before. It's going to work again. I think, well, I don't know, but I feel like the orange clown is going to try to... Well, he still has a hold on that part, on the Republican Party. So he's going to try to flex that. And I that's the thing. Like, I don't know if he's going to run. I think he's going to wait up until the very, very last minute playing the game because, you know, he's a reality TV person and he wants to control the ratings and the narrative. So I can see him kind of tiptoeing at that line until the date comes. And then I, I don't know. But he has such a grip on the party that I don't think anyone else will succeed or get as far as they want to because you have DeSantis in Florida, you have Ted <laughs> Ted Cruz, um, Josh Hawley, and a whole bunch of other people who are just, they feel like they're the next iteration of the clown. <laughs> and But I don't think they got the juice that he got. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a whole mess, but I don't think that the country is giving Uncle Joe the benefit of the doubt because he inherited a fucking mess and it's going to take time to clean that up. And especially with all this other stuff going on, like first it was COVID. Now it's the monkey pox. Like, Oh my God, have y'all seen those pictures of people who have it? Oh, that is not what you want. And the issue I have with the monkey pox is that the media and like everybody is almost framing it as a gay disease like it's the new AIDS girl you better watch out and that's a bit unfair like I know the first few cases had been in the men who have sex with men population but they going a bit extra with the headlines and two kids got it and then they were like oh though they had co uh, close contact with like homosexual men it's like oh I think one was their parent I don't know but just the way they're framing it is just very uh, destructive and not a good look um, for the media. So I think everyone needs to be a bit more sensitive, a bit more, um, I won't say knowledgeable, but a bit more cautious about, you know, the wording and the verbiage that they're using for this monkeypox situation. Because people aren't going to take it serious, um, seriously, unless or until 
it attacks the the straights because what's going to happen is just like in the 80s you know they're going to think that oh it doesn't affect me so or i'm not gay so i can't get it and then everybody will get it and it's just going to be a bit like that situation all over again so y'all stay safe out there wear your mask the fun the weird or the scary thing is that you can just get it through touch so yes you know like close contact but like if someone touches something and they have the monkey pox and then you touch it like right after then apparently you can get it too so that is a scary thing this which is why another reason why i don't go nowhere <laughs> i'm gonna start wearing gloves when i do go to the grocery store the other big news since i've been away is j-lo got married y'all finally i i was nervous girl I was like oh girl your track record ain't too good i don't know if you're gonna make it down the aisle but she and ben affleck benefer 2.0 basically eloped in vegas which you know what y'all of a certain age like y'all done been here before it was almost like 20 years <laughs> to the day when they first got um got engaged and you know the whole backstory where they had the wedding planned and then about four days before the wedding it got called off and you know they said like the media presser was just too much with i don't really understand that reasoning like oh the, it was just too much pressure from who like <laughs> that's supposed to be your forever and they kind of you know they called off the wedding, postponed the wedding, which you're not getting none of your security deposit back when you cancel that close to the wedding. And then they broke up, um, I want to say like a few months later. And then like a few months after that, wasn't she married to, um, what's the man's name? Not Ricky Martin, <laughs> Mark Anthony. Ooh, Ricky Martin in, in a bit of a uh, situation right now, um, which I still don't. The story was confusing. There was like a domestic violence allegation. They wouldn't say who made the allegation, but there was like a restraining order. And then it came out that it was the nephew, Ricky Martin's nephew, who accused him of uh, be basically beating him up. And then some kind of incest situation, which I don't know about that. Maybe the husband tried something um, with Ricky Martin's nephew. I don't know their relationship like that, but it was a mess. The charges got dropped because they basically said that the nephew has like all these mental issues and child, I don't believe the story um, one bit, but back to JLo. Um, yeah. So she broke up with Ben Affleck and then married Mark Antony like six months later, which was, you know, it was a rebound. And <laughs> in an interview or something, she said that it was basically putting a bandaid on the cut. So basically she was saying that, um ben affleck was like her one true love and ricky mark uh ricky mark, mark anthony he was just there and she wanted to get married so and you know i guess probably have some kids so that's what they did then that didn't work out and then she was with like the backup backup dancer for a while and then they broke up and then she was with a rod which i thought a rod was a good match for her they were age appropriate. They were both at a certain level of success in their respective fields. So they weren't, you know, it wouldn't be like competing for that uh, superiority or whatever in the relationship. And then, you know, but <laughs> they looked great together. But 
Aaron ain't shit. Like his his uh romantic history is trifling. So you just knew they were not going to last or get married. And then when y'all rich like that, like you don't need to be engaged for a year and a half, two years. It's not like you're saving up money so you can rent out the reception hall <laughs> down at the community center. Like y'all got money. You can get married any day of the week. So the longer and longer it took for them to get married, the more and more you knew it was just never going to happen. So they broke up because A-Rod apparently was um, sliding into the DMs of like reality stars and, you know, trying to do what he do. Shortly after that breakup, J-Lo was, you know, spotted with Ben Affleck and then they were going to rekindle their romance. And it got everybody excited when it happened. And I even gave them best comeback <laughs> of the year for their renewed relationship because, you know, it just gave you that nostalgia. It gave you that feel like, oh, maybe, you know, this is going to work this time. And you can tell like they're, they are really into each other and you just have that feeling, you know, when you see a picture of them together, you just, you just feel it. So they eloped down to the Vegas chapel for real, not like a publicity stunt like Kourtney um, Kardashian did. They finally got married. And now they're in like a honeymoon in Paris. <laughs> kind of cliche, but I mean, it works for them. They look good. They look happy. So except for when Ben was sleeping on that boat, like he was tired of that jet lag got to him. But they look good. They look happy. And, you know, we just hope it lasts this time. And it says she she's going to change her name to Jennifer Affleck, which is probably just like the legal name. You know, she'll always probably always be JLo, Jennifer Lopez. But that kind of just proves like how, I guess, serious they are um, about this relationship. So good luck to them. Tense for y'all because they looked good down to the chapel and it was, it was a moment. And the last category on the list for this week is y'all girl, <laughs> Chloe Kardashian. Well, she didn't announce it, but the news leaked that she's actually um, about to like imminently, imminently welcome her second child via surrogate um, with her baby daddy, Tristan, he ain't shit Thompson. This comes just a few months after he welcomed another baby with that um, personal trainer lady. And then people, you know, started doing the maths. And they were like, well, wait, hold up. So apparently, Chloe and Tristan had already contracted the surrogate, had already implanted an embryo, um, and had already you know started this surrogacy journey which we'll see on season two of the kardashians streaming on hulu on september 22nd but yeah allegedly they were already in the process and which makes it even more shitty because you're going through the surrogacy process with this woman and y'all were allegedly in the relationship at the time because that was your season one of the kardashian storyline was that y'all are rekindling your romance then you get some other chick pregnant on your birthday. <laughs> this just, you just can't make this shit up. And you want another baby by this day? Like, girl, no, man. Like, it just, 
I don't, I mean, mm, wanting your kids to have the same father. Uh, in theory, I get it, but it's not like y'all are in a relationship together. Like, girl, you could have just gone down to the sperm bank and bought a six pack and called it a day <laughs> if you wanted your 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 babies to have the same father. Because this man ain't shit. And at the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself, like, girl, is it worth it? And yourself will answer back, no, it was not worth it. Because that man don't love you. I know you're probably hoping, wishing, praying that he will, you know, finally see the, the light and come back and be with you and these kids. But he won't. And I hope you're in therapy because then, because I hope you're not going to take it out on that kid. And reportedly, it's a boy, so you're either going to kind of transfer all that love and affection that you're not getting from Tristan onto this boy, or you're just going to hate and resent this little boy for the rest of his life. It's not a good outcome either way, girl. So I hope you are in somebody's family therapy right about now. And I hope she's in somebody's like restaurant eating because mama looked real thin and definitely not healthy. So. Revenge body? Mm. Ain't nobody. With that pelvis protruding like that. No, ma'am. But but that's all I got for this week, y'all. It is amazing to be back behind the mic and connecting with y'all once again. Oh, quick tens across the board, because I don't know if you've seen the Black Panther sequel trailer, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, coming this November. It was epic it gave me all the feels it was just very impactful very emotional especially seeing the mural of chadwick boseman who passed away from colon cancer his private battle um a few years ago so go down to the youtube check out the wakanda forever trailer it has auntie angela bassett it's got um lapita nyongo the Dora Milaje, everybody in that thing. So go check it out. Oh, and go listen to the Beyonce CD. Apparently it leaked and it was supposed to come out Friday and the Beehive is going crazy because um, that thing is all over the internet. So I won't be listening to it. So y'all gonna have to let me know how it is. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask and wipe down all your surfaces. And I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category is right now. Category is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. 